nine, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. It's your boy Earth Mac, the mad scientist, and it's your boy Thanos Rick. We are back. Yeah, what's going on, Thanos Rick? What's happening? What's happening? E, how was Greece? How was Santorini treating you today? How was Greece, man? I was not. In, well, you know what? Yeah, I was in Greece. I, I know you're gonna front anymore. Greece, Greece was awesome. Greece was beautiful, as you know. And uh, <clears throat> when you know took. Going back again next week, you know, there's, there's a lot of good things in Greece. So, can you take this a won't be the last time? Can you take a brother with you? Well, well, sure, man. You know, I mean, you know, Greece is pretty fun on Sunday. I mean, now you said before the show, I mean, last week, you said, uh, how about them cowboys, right? You did tell me that, right? To all the listeners. I want to make this very, very clear. I am, uh-huh. I am not a Cowboys fan. Uh-huh. I, I just say this shit to piss people like E off. And it's fun. Mm. It's really funny. <laughs> but mm. I, I am not a Cowboys fan. I'm not. Mm. I am neutral when it comes to professional football. I'm neutral. I'm neutral. No, you're not, man. No, you really are am. a... I really, am. I really am. Because after that Eagles-Falcons game... And I saw how all the Falcons fans are talking all this shit. Man, I hate the Falcons. You guys are always trash. I'm tired of buying tickets. Oh, my God, we suck. I don't like that kind of pressure on me as a fan. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. <laughs> so I'm neutral. I'm neutral. So, so let, me, let, me, let me get this straight. So uh, last time I checked, you are a New England Patriots fan. Last time I checked. I'm a Tom Brady fan. Oh, you're a Tom Brady fan. That's what it is. Oh. Yes. I don't know, man. You you was talking, you was talking a lot of noise, you know, a few years back with New England, man. It wasn't just Brady. It, it was it was New England and Bill Belichick, you know, all that good stuff. So right. so are you so you're it's right. safe to say you're no longer a New England Patriots fan? I am a neutral fan. Because Brady's still playing. You know, I, Brady's, you hey, know. Hey, I was happy when the Bucks won. I thought that was a beautiful moment. Really? You know, yes. Beautiful. Yes. Yes, it's a great team. It's a great team. You know, you know I find it funny that now you, you say you're neutral. At the Cowboys get their ass beat. Now, you know what? They didn't get their ass beat on Thursday, man. I can't even say that. Can't even say that. They just lost. Okay. Number, they, 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 you know, they suffered a loss. Number one, you've never known me to be a Cowboys fan ever. So don't act True. new. Don't don't act brand new for the listeners. Hey <laughs> man, don't, listen. Don't do that. Don't do that. Well, you know what I'm saying. I'm just I'm just saying. Week one was just a joyful time. It, it was a joyful time, man. You know, I mean, Thursday. You know, week one started the way it should have with the Cowboys' loss. That way it should have started, and it did start it that way. And I was already happy. I posted videos about it. I posted pictures about it. And I, I mean, I literally drank the Cowboys' tears. You know, Hold on. literally. Hold on, E. I don't know why you're so happy. Your Bengals barely pulled off a win against Minnesota. Look, I don't give a damn if it was by <laughs> by a by an inch, a centimeter, or a mile. A dove is a dove. Is a dove. You know, know this. I don't know why you're you know so this. happy. First of all, let me get it straight. First of all, who out here said that um, 
Jamar Chase can't catch a football. I try to tell people that this man is playing with y'all this preseason. Why would he go explode and be all out here on the pre during the preseason, exposing his routes, exposing his talents? Because at that point, they didn't pay much attention to Jamar Chase in week one. But he showed them what was up. My boy Joe Mixon, 100-plus yards, TD. You know what I'm saying? Jamar Chase, defense, 100-plus yards, TD. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm getting there. How about I'm that getting defense, there. You know what I'm saying? I'm getting there. You know, uh, you know Joe Burrow, 200 plus yards, no ints. You know what I'm saying? Oh, and they're like, well, they know what Rick is saying. The defense of my boys, man. You know, they, you know, the one thing that they wanted to work on in the all season was the rushing. You know, the rushing defense, man. And, and, and we we took care of that. We took care of that. Did Dalvin you? Cook. Did that, you? We actually we did because Dalvin Cook wasn't really wasn't really you know busting heads like he was supposed to. He really wasn't. But it's the Vikings. I'm honestly and truly, it's the Vikings. E. It's the Vikings. I mean, it is the, the Vikings. Vikings e. The Vikings. You can say the Vikings or whatever, but no. Dalvin Cook gonna no. always get no. his stats. No. you know yeah. this. You no matter who, no, no. matter if it's, no matter no. if it's a house no. football team. No, you you've been watching football too long. E. You and B. Seats are talking that shit, but you two are smarter than that. I've been watching football too long. Let's just say y'all go up against the Buccaneers, E. They are going to run up and down on that defense. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. No, no, they're not. Tom Brady is going to have a field day on that no, defense. No, they're, no, they're not. No, they're not. And I, honestly and truly, the only reason why Minnesota has got has caught stayed up with us is because, A, we played conservative, and, B, we went for it on fourth and one on their side of the field. That's the only reason why they got those points. Okay. It wasn't because of them, okay. honestly. They okay. didn't really march down the field. I mean, only like maybe once, maybe twice throughout that whole entire game. But we had that offense shook. How about who had the most penalties in that game? Minnesota did. They was they was killing themselves in penalties. Mm-hmm. Holding calls because Henderson could not be could not be stopped. False starts because we had them shook. Dalvin Cook was the one who fumbled. This is why I'm a neutral. We forced that. This is why I'm, this is why I'm a neutral fan because people like you, E, people what? like you who just aren't objective. You know, I'm objective. I'm saying, look, I can view from the outside in and I can see everything. And like people like you, you know, E, you remind me of a Cowboys fan because you sound like a Cowboys fan. Man, Ooh. we doing this, we doing that, and you you're just as delusional as them. <laughs> <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. I, when, when, when did ever? And I, I think, it. and I think, B Seats is a delusional Panthers fan too. Hey, B Seats, that's a shot at you. That's a shot. <laughs> oh, hold on. Hi, see, first of all, see, you, you out here throwing oh, some ma- major interject. And B Seats is a delusional Gamecocks fan because guess what, B Seats? I'm going to be in Athens for the Georgia Bulldog Gamecock game, and we're going to destroy you. <laughs> destroy. So, <laughs> so, so wait, wait, wait. So wait a minute. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me get this straight. Let me, let me get this straight. So, oh, whatever B seats, whatever B seats. Panthers dub, gang cop dub. I was hearing you talking that shit. B seats. Don't be all humble now. <laughs> I Man, love I love it. I love it. Don't be all humble now, B seats. <laughs> Let me, let me get this straight. Let me get this straight. Uh, I, I am I not football, a delusional fan yeah, like the Cowboys. Yeah, because you know why? You, e, you want to know why I'm not? Overtime with the Vikings. Come on, E. Come on. Yeah, what's the problem? I mean, you know full well that Dalvin Cook is one of the top five rush, rushes in the league. Period. You know this. And is, is there any – where is the lie? And no point in this – conversation that, that I act like a cowboy every freaking season and say, hey, we beating everybody. We are going to the Super Bowl. We are the best team in the NFL. No point did you ever hear me say that this season. So don't compare me to a Cowboys fan. Because <laughs> like, I am no, I am not that. All I know is the only reason Minnesota got those points was A, fourth and one, and we went for it and failed at it. And that's what's caused that point for it to be close. To be honest with you, we was leading by 14. It should have been more than that. But we played too conservative. So and how we play they... conservatives, they caught up. Now, had we able to let Joe loose from the joint, honestly and truly, we would have had 30, 35, maybe 38 points. 
to be a whole hundred. But and so technically speaking, because of the conservative play, that's why the game was close the way it was. Period. Because our defense was simply better. And the proof was in the pudding by the stats. The amount of penalties they that Minnesota had. They hung 24 on you, E. They hung 24. What did I just say? Well, how did, it, how did it end up with the first one? How did, how, did it, how did it end up catching up? We went for a fourth and one on their side of the field, which means they had the field advantage. They, we got a penalty for, uh, I think it was a pass interference, which was basically, honestly, three penalties. I think three or four penalties we had the entire game versus I don't know, God knows how many Minnesota had. We had their offense shut. They had several false starts, several holding calls, and an offensive pass interference, illegal formation. Like they lost literally a hundred plus yards in penalties alone because we had that offense shut. But the only reason they are they was with us is because we played conservative and we went for it on fourth to one. You know good, you know as well as I do, Thanos Rick. Any type of decision that you make can turn, literally turn the tide of a football game. And that fourth and one call was Whoa. the was that turning point. Okay. Because that's the reason why they caught up. Because honestly, okay. we was 14-7. Okay, E, right now, what is your record right now for the season? Just predict. One and oh. No, predict, predict your whole season. What will be your record? Going through the schedule, what's your record going to be? And to uh, be, well, E, while you're doing that, Beasties, I want to address one thing. Panthers, I never got over that Super Bowl loss against Denver. I was really hoping y'all would win that Super Bowl B seats. But ever since that Super Bowl B seats, that that really put a bad taste in my mouth. It really did. And as far as the Gamecocks are concerned, I really don't like the Gamecocks. I really, 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 really do not. You're not supposed to. You SEC, so, man, man. So You're nothing not supposed against to like you, B-Seeds. Nothing against you. Chip with the teams. I get it. But I really don't like those teams. <laughs> I, really well, I mean, you you you're a Georgia Bulldog, man. It yes. is fully understandable. Yes. Now, the true test for the Gamecocks will be Georgia. If by some miracle they get by Georgia, then you you can say USC is legit. They're not. Now, being off, a, they won't be. I, I, but they I will tell you this though: offensively, off, offensively, Georgia wasn't that impressive. Defensively, yes. Offensively, not so much. Don't worry, Kirby. Kirby got my boys in the film room right now. We're making adjustments. We're making adjustments. Uh-huh. Had right. an injury or two, but it's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Gotcha. It's yep. okay. Mm-hmm. We already took care of Clemson. You know what I'm saying? Because no one had us winning that game. Nobody. But it's all right. That's all right. I did, actually. We took care of Clemson. Yeah, yeah. you forgot me. Oh. I actually had Georgia winning that game. Did you? Yes, I did. Okay. All right. All right. I picked them as the upset team for that week. And I was successful because my, I had to make a decision. Who was going to be my upset team? Was it going to be Miami or was it going to be y'all? And I chose y'all. Oh, the ACC is garbage. That whole division is garbage. Well, since Trevor Lawrence left, it was a wrap. Yeah. And now, if you're asking me what you think our record's going to be, we're going to yeah. get 11. We, I feel like we're going to get at least 11 wins for the uh, – wait a minute. How many games is in the season? 17 now? 16, 17, might be seven. Yeah, I think they could. It's 17 they, now because they added a game. They cut a preseason game off and they add. okay, yeah, 17, 17. Yeah. Oh, 17. All right. So I, I say probably. So you're probably, probably, playoffs, thir- probably, I'll say probably 12, 13 wins. So you're making the playoffs. Is that, is that what you're yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. We're playing Georgia next week. And who who is the quarterback for, uh, for, I'm sorry, playing Georgia? We're playing Chicago next week. And, uh, who we is the quarterback for Chicago? We don't know. They're, after after what Andy did, they may start Justin Fields. I hope they start Justin Fields because Andy's done. Andy's been done for a long time. What was the end of the score of that game last night? Uh, hell, I have no because I didn't watch the game. I went to sleep. Uh, I mean, at first he was he was struggling, but I think some of the throws that we made, and I'm not saying that because he's a former Bengal, but some of the throws he made, I you know, some of it I can say. It's under receivers and not him. But the Rams won 34-14. 34-14. Yeah. I and, wonder how many picks. Uh did, did, did Andy, Andy did throw a pick. I know he did. Andy he did throw had, a pick at the beginning Andy, of the game. And he had one interception. He didn't score a touchdown. But Justin scored a he he scored a touchdown. And then the running back scored a touchdown. So that was the the 14 right there. Okay, so the running back and Justin Field threw, Justin threw a TD. Well, I think he ran in for a touchdown. 
I think right. one. So yeah. Yeah. So I mean, we're going to be in Chicago. So if they put in Andy, we definitely going to be Chicago. That just mm-mm. we know Andy like the back of our hand, fam. Yeah. And all it takes is one time to get Andy shook, and that's it. It's a wrap. I know. I think it's a wrap. I think the world knows that. And the BCs, I am not a Falcons fan. Like I said, I am neutral. I am neutral. I'm a neutral NFL fan. So, BCs, I'm with you. The Falcons can't suck an egg because they suck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They suck. So, all yeah. I'm saying is if Cam would be playing for New England last uh, yesterday, New England would have been 1 0 right now. That's all I know. I mean, what? I don't know. That's all I know. I like Mac Jones. You know, he 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 has potential. So we'll see what Bill does with him. He he has potential. And I think that was bullshit anyway that Cam went to New England in the first place. I knew full well that he don't fit that formula. He don't fit that mode. Like new you it's hard to argue with an organization that has multiple Super Bowls. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so, I mean, I mean, I'm I'm with you, but you know, I kind of figured when Tom left, it was going to be what it was. Because I mean, nobody who really wants to go to New England and play for Bill when Tom is not there. I mean, well, let's well, be honest. okay, okay. Let's, I mean, let's be honest, bro. At, at first, be honest. at first, at first, I said last season was to determine the fact that who really won those Super Bowls. Was it Brady or was it Belichick? Now, I'm an all Brady because he went to a brand new team and won the Super Bowl. But I got to look at the weapons that he had around him to supplement what he was doing. And well, no, easily, was- I can say I, easily, I can say on paper, Brady. However, comma, you know, I feel like the jury should still be out there determining that. Because well, no, you, I mean, you still needed Bill's defensive mind to like you. We can't just discount Bill. So right. I don't, I don't want to say who did. I don't want to get into all that. I really don't. You know, I can say half and half. Whatever, yeah, whatever y'all want to, you know, give him percentage. Hey, that's on you. But Brady needed Bill. Bill needed Brady. You know what I'm saying? But at the end of the day, Tom did go to Tampa Bay, got the ring. Now, Timber Bay was already loaded. Jameis Winston just couldn't perform like he, you know what I'm saying? But, you know, Tom took it and he did some with it. Brought Gronk with him. Brought A.B. with him. You know, so Tom has that kind of power. It ain't Bruce Arians. You know what I'm saying? It's Tom. It's always been Tom. Tom knows how to, Tom, Tom knows how to just work people, work a room. You know, he can, he can move people. That's Tom. I don't think Bill can really do that. So but speaking speaking of Jameis Winston, like I mean, my man here balled out yesterday for New Orleans. I ain't know what the hell was going on, bro. Like, I mean, it was going in. I don't think I think Aaron Rodgers was shaving points. <laughs> but uh, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, Jameis Winston was balling. He he looked pro- very prolific yesterday. Very prolific. I, I got to give it to him. I got to give it to him, man. But they no trick, man. Listen, we got some news for you guys today. <sighs> so, uh, Daniel Sweet, did you hear the wrestling news? I've heard some. Which, which, which are you referring to? Well, I, what I am referring to is Samoa Joe. Uh, Samoa Joe uh, recently relinquished his NXT Heavyweight Championship. Uh, due to injury. Now, there is speculation out there that he's not injured. I mean, fans are saying he's not injured because, you you know, the brand new NXT is tomorrow night. We get to see what this new NXT is all about. And people are, are speculating that he was forced to relinquish this title because of the new direction that NXT is going in. Because... You know as well as I do, Samoa Joe is a seasoned vet. He's not a brand new guy. So it's a possibility they're going to move him to the main roster and just have that NFC title vacant for the time being. What you think? I mean, if if that is the case, then Samoa Joe needs to leave because obviously they're not treating him with any respect. If that if that is the case, that's just my opinion. Right, and I, I mean, 
that, that, I mean, he just recently signed a contract. I don't know how many years, and you ought to know Triple H had a cardiac episode. Uh, a lot of people don't know. It just, it was really hush-hush. People didn't know until maybe like last week or so. Yeah, I, I think some of the NST talent didn't know. But that, that's probably the reason why maybe Vance and Bruce Pritchard kind of like overseeing things or whatever the case may be. Because uh, I think Triple H had, I think it's hereditary, I think. Okay. But I, but he's fine, obviously. But I, I'm not sure. I don't know they're going to move Samoa to the main roster, which is that's what my thought process is, because that injury just came out of nowhere. Like, they, I mean, he just – I think he just was on the show last week. Okay. And it's just weird. It's just odd timing. And you announced this, like, maybe 24, possibly 48 hours before this new NXT poster drop. Yeah. You know, real, real strange. Real strange. So we'll see about that. I mean, if he does go to the main roster, how are they? I'm trying to see how are they going to, how are they, how are they going to place him? I mean, who is he going to wrestle? How, I mean, I mean, I mean, what what is there that Samoa Joe can do on the main roster for Vince? Well, because he's I mean, been, he's been there for you know quite some time, and you know, Samoa he was an announcer. Uh, he was a not announcer, but he was on comment commentating table, which he does very good job at that. Yeah. Um, I mean, Samoa's done everything except win the the championship, right? Universal and yeah, yeah, except for WWE and Universal Championship, he done that. Yeah. So and I, and I don't, in all honesty, I don't think he ever will. In all honesty, unless they go into a new direction, and also in news that the the main event for Extreme Rules is now the main event for tonight's Raw. I think, and that is uh, Bobby Lashley and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship. So, people are saying there is a debate, Thanos Rick, that. There, they moved that for in response to AEW. A lot of people don't realize that AEW beat out Raw in the ratings in a certain demographic. I think it was like six hundred and something thousand compared to what Raw had, and it basically got beat out, and that ended up being the news. Now, as far as the overall rating for a viewership, then, you know, Raw won, obviously, I, I think. But okay, in a certain demo, which is like 18 to 30 or something like that, AEW had it hands down. So a lot of people speculating, like, this move is, is, a, resu- is a reaction to that. And um, a lot of... It, and then some people confirm, like, no, that's not the reason why we're moving it to Monday Night Raw. But it's up for debate, honestly. So there's no concrete answer on why they moved it to that. Because all, in all honesty, I feel like Randy Orton and Bobby Lassie should be in Extreme Rules. You know, that will make it a little bit more watchable because you got Roman Reigns and Finn Balor, which he... Now, this makes it a little bit more interesting and intriguing because Finn Balor is the demon. And... Um, if you know the record of Finn Balor as the demon character, he's undefeated. That like, he's never been beat. Finn never did get that rematch, did he? For that Universal title. Yeah, he did. He did. He did. It was like in a triple threat type thing, and he was Finn Balor. But he, nah, he just came up short, basically. Okay, I, I don't really remember. It right. Was, it was a triple threat. It wasn't a one on one. Yeah, yeah. It was like a multi person. Match, I think. I think he did face Roman at one point and then end up losing anyway. And that's when Roman was a babyface. And but he never faced the demon. And and I think that was kind of like drawing the attention of it. Like, okay, there is a possibility that Finn that the demon may beat Roman, right? But we know, on all honesty, that Roman pro- is going to win this match. Now, I don't know if. Roman going to win it like fair and square or there's going to be a DQ because of Brock Lesnar. And I'm thinking that's probably the direction they're going to go to keep that demon persona, you know, still mysterious and Roman still strong. And then you have that segment between Roman and Brock. I I think Balor is that segue, is that middle ground because they don't want to pull the trigger quite yet. 
on Roman and Brock. I think they're gonna wait till a major pay per view to do that. Which makes sense. I mean, but it, it, it's it's already in the air. The energy is already in the air for Roman and Brock. So I don't know. I don't see a point of you know pressing the brakes now. And, I, and I don't think they're gonna press the brakes. I think they're just gonna like keep it going. You know, week after week, because you know Brock is not gonna show up every week. You know, Roman's still gonna like carry SmackDown the way he always has been. You know, since he's been champion, I think Brock's gonna show up when it's warranted, and then maybe Survivor Series. That's when you're gonna see Roman and Brock, because Survivor Series is really the other, the other big four pay-per-views that WWE had. I mean, it did work with Cena and The Rock because, you know, Rock came out on a Monday and said, look, I'm going to see you at WrestleMania next year. And that was a whole year. You know, Cena was just doing whatever he was doing throughout the year and and then Rock showed up at a certain point in time to, you know, keep the story going. So it can be done. It's possible. I guess. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I guess. Right. I, guess. I mean, it, a lot of things I'm, I'm noticing is like reactions, right? I feel like it's reactions because I, I, I find it funny that they had this tag team turmoil match on Raw last week. You know what I'm saying? And AEW, everybody's talking about this tag team match, you know, between the Lucha Brothers and the Young Bucks saying it's probably like one of the best matches they've ever seen, not just tag team matches. And then like what, the first hour of the show, you had a tag team turmoil match. You had nothing but tag teams. So, which I find it kind of funny. But it is what it is. E, e, this whole thing is funny, if you ask me. The whole, God, the whole goddamn thing is funny. It, <laughs> it, it, it really is. But, but yeah, listen, peace and blessings to, to Triple H. Mm-hmm. Wish you a very, very speedy recovery. We love you. We love you. We love you. We love you. We cheer for you way back when. We cheer for you now. Peace to you, Triple H, Stephanie, the family, kids, every, every, everyone. You know what I'm saying? Now, off of that, it's it's just funny to me. E, you know, like I don't I don't get what they're they're doing. A new NXT, it it's like you said, very reactive. Mm-hmm. AEW is clearly clearly the prime promotion right now. It's clear. You know what I'm saying? So I don't know. I think Bullet Ray put it best that right now AEW is in this honeymoon phase, and AEW can do no wrong. You know, I mean, and I mean, obviously, there's some tightening of the screws or whatever the case may be. But AEW is the hottest ticket right now. It's like, and I'm going to tell you from just as a fan, from from my standpoint, I even see advertisements for WWE coming to like Charleston or Columbia. And I'm not interested. I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I like, damn, I wish I wish it was AEW. <laughs> That's my thought process. You know what I'm saying? Like. Right now, AEW is is super hot, and, and I I think yeah, it's gonna it's gonna cool off a little bit, and that's where you're gonna see um the momentum. I wouldn't say like it was it's not gonna shift backwards, but it's definitely gonna see you know you're gonna maintain that buzz, and I think right now they're maintaining it because right now you're dropping all the surprises out there, all out. It gives you everything you want and more. Super super fun show, and. And you know what? You know what the the glaring thing is to me is that AEW Dynamite did not start the show with somebody coming out to talk. Like at eight p.m., somebody music played, and it was time to wrestle. It was nobody in the rain talking or setting up for something. They talked like in the middle of the of the show. Throughout the show, but they never started out the show. They ne- at, at no point, I don't think they ever started the show with them talking on the mic. I think Cody did, but that because of the pandemic. But that, I mean, for obvious reasons, obviously. But they never have started the show that way. They started with a wrestling match, and I and I like that. I don't know, man. I just think AEW just feels different. I mean, yeah, this may be the honeymoon stage, but I just think that we've. I just think people in the industry have ha, has learned from the past. They've seen what other companies have done and how they failed, and they're not yeah. to repeat it. 
So, you know, people can say, yeah, honeymoon, honeymoon. And you can say, well, yeah, you know, it may die down. But I think AEW will be prepared for that. I think it will because they they expect Vince or whoever to come back around and do, you know, you know, I mean, because that's Vince. I mean, it's still WWE. It's still, you know, like it's it's not going to go away. But I think Cody and his team, you know, Tony Khan, I think they're ready for that. And I think they're going to respond to that. You know, so, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll have to wait and see. We'll have to wait and see. But AEW's not going anywhere. It's here to stay. It's no. here to stay. And you are absolutely correct, man. And we got some other news out here for you guys. And it involves Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, and you know, you know, I'm a big Guardians of the Galaxy fan. Now, James Gunn availed a large stack of Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 storyboards as production nears. Perhaps one of the more eagerly anticipated movies on the MCU's upcoming release calendar. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3 is currently scheduled for its debut in May 2023. Now, first of all, I don't like that 2023 year, but I understand it. That doesn't mean I have to like it. But it says the the movie has been the subject of some behind the scenes intrigue as Gunn was fired as director in 18. And he has since been reinstated and even confirmed last year that the script had already been written. Despite that, Volume 3 won't begin filming until later in 2021. Right. Um, Now, little is known about the plot, but all signs point to it being the closing chapter for many of the characters. Gunn has said he doesn't believe he'll direct more Guardians movies after this. And Dave Bautista also thinks this will be his last performance as Drax. The script has been described as very emotional and is even expected to feature the death of a beloved character. The entire Guardians of the Galaxy cast will return, including Chris Pratt, Zoe Saldana, Karen Gillian, uh, Palm Clementif, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, and Batista. Now, just a few days, Gunn revealed he's begun storyboarding, and now he shared a peek at the process on, on his social media account. And Gunn posted a picture of a large stack of storyboards, 12 pages of a script, and will be foundation for this section of the film. He confirmed that they're just from the past several days and that they are all hand-drawn. Designing the film like this is the most important part of my job at this point. Yeah, he left a huge stack on his storyboards, man. Look, man, I get it that this is going to be possibly the last chapter. They're going to try to bring out the waterworks, Thanos, Rick. Like, who do you think they're going to kill off? Probably Rocket. You think they're going to kill off Rocket? Probably. Probably. I don't know, man. Rocket too gangster for that. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Am I- and and Rocket, Rocket will probably go out as a gangster. <laughs> you yeah. know what I'm saying? You know, it'll be a moment. But I mean, I could be wrong. But I, if I had to guess, I think it'll be Rocket. I mean, they've already killed off Gamora, but you know they brought her back. You know what I'm saying? You know, in their way. Um, Star Lord ain't going nowhere. Groot, eh. Man, BC say don't kill off the rabbit. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying, like to 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 me, it, it wouldn't make sense to kill off Star Lord, Gamora, Groot. I mean, if they, I don't know, maybe. I don't think Drax is gonna. Well, I don't know. Drax might, because Batista's not coming back. Drax. So, I mean, right. They, you they, can they, speculate that it's Drax. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So they they may kill off Drax or Rocket. Those are my two guesses. <sighs> I mean, I understand the, the, the fitting in it, it can have, you know what I'm saying? Hell, it might be Star-Lord. You never know. It might be him. But we'll see, man. We, we, we'll see, but it got to be a blaze of glory. I think, I, think, I think they have plans for Star-Lord in the future MCU. Right. I don't think, he, I don't think he's going anywhere because, I mean, you can, you can dismantle the Guardians, but I think they want to keep Star-Lord around. You gotcha. Know, so. Well, I mean... You can't keep Star Lord around if you ain't got the Guardians. You know what I'm saying? And look, let's not forget this Thor. Thor might be in this one too as well. You know what I'm saying? Don't forget Thor. Because you remember Thor left with the Guardians at Avengers Endgame. Now, although there's Thor Love and Thunder, which that might feature the Guardians. So the Guardians might just show up twice. So are are you saying Thor is a, is a new Guardians member? One would say so, yeah. Mm. I wouldn't really understand that, but okay, I guess. 
<laughs> I mean, think about it. Like, like did did Thor not leave with the Guardians? Yeah, I mean, you know what I'm saying. He did, but th- that doesn't make him a member. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, if if they make him a member, I, uh, I don't know. I guess. But hey, man, Captain Marvel was once leader of the Guardians. You know, per the comics, man. And speaking of comic books, man, I, I encourage you guys to go to your uh, nearest comic book store uh, and read Trial of Magneto. All right, that you know, number one just was released, and it's very, very good, man. I mean, Jonathan Hickman and his X Men projects with um with X Men, the Dawn of X, Reign of X, you know, uh, Swords, Swords of X, man. I'm telling you, the X Men franchise is on the rise, man. Right now, Trial of Magneto is it. Also, you can pick up X-Men Legends as well. So those of us that are big, big fans of the 90s, X-Men, X-Men Legends kind of takes you back to that time period. So you definitely want to check that out. But Trial of Magneto is pretty intriguing because Scarlet Witch was found dead. And there's accusations that Magneto was the one who killed Wanda. And, and you remember what I was saying, Thanos, earlier, is that with this new wave, the X-Men, where basically all the mutants or on this island of Krakoa. Right. And they're basically living in peace. Everybody. We're talking Apocalypse, Sinister, Manito, uh, Emma Frost, Professor Xavier, which he's walking around and everything. You know, X-Factor, X-Force. All, everybody. Basically. Everybody. And they went to the Hellfire Gala. And basically, you know, Manito and Wanda got this tumultuous relationship. And they reconciled. And then all of a sudden, she was found dead. And so now there's speculation that that Magneto's done it. And with these accusations, they had like a council meeting. And one thing was glaring. Somebody said, I think it was Mystique. She was like, listen, you're not, you're no longer the most powerful person in the room. Don't get it twisted. Right. I'm like, oh, shit. Because you know Magneto is a dangerous mofo. He's like one of the most powerful mutants in, in in the X-Men franchise, right? So if you're looking at the standard and I mean basically I can't tell you what happened in the comic because I don't want to ruin it for you. But Trial of Magneto is a definitely a good uh start point. You can also get um the Dawn of X and the Powers of X is like one big book and you can get it on Amazon. So I highly encourage you guys. And you remember Batman 89, physical comic. I found that in the uh, comic book store yesterday as well, and I copped that. So definitely want to pick those things up as well. Now, Batman 89 is also featured in this month's edition of Orange Phoenix magazine. If you go to patreon.com forward slash Orange Phoenix, you can get your subscription today. You can watch, you can read, and you can fully enjoy the biggest issue Orange Phoenix has ever had in the since its start with this Batman 89 edition of Orange Phoenix magazine, man. Thanos Rick, I, I'm so pr- happy for the staff. You know, you guys, you know, BC, uh, he's also the guest writer in uh, this month's edition. Um, so happy about this magazine, especially this month. It was real, real good stuff. And there's some Sudoku puzzles in there as well. Definitely want to check that out. So, Thanos Rick. Um, I'm also talking about your favorite Avenger today. <laughs> Who might that be? That would be Hawkeye. Oh. <laughs> that, that would be Hawkeye today. You are a fucking liar, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> listen, it is being said that Jeremy Renner reveals that the first official trailer for Hawkeye arrives today. Not yesterday, not tomorrow. But today, just over two months ahead of its premiere on Disney Plus, created by Jonathan Igler, the latest Marvel Cinematic Universe Disney Plus series is set after the events of Endgame as a titular hero meets 22-year-old fan Kate Bishop and takes her under his wing as his protege to take over the mantle of Hawkeye. The series will also further explore Clint Barton's time as the assassin Ronan as seen in the conclusion of the Affinity Saga. Hawkeye will see Renner return to his titular role and lead the cast with Haley Steinfeld starring as Kate Bishop alongside Vera Farmiga, Fry Free, Tony Dalton, Zon McClernand, uh, Brian Darcy James, Alica Cops as Maya Lopez slash Echo, and Florence 
Poog reprising her role as Yelena Belova from Black Widow. Now, those of us that have seen the Black Widow movie and the end credit scene, you already know what time it is when it comes to that. Now, Pooh's involvement was confirmed in post credit scene of Scarlett Johansson's solo film, where her character was tasked by Julia Louis-Dreyfus's Valentina Ella Allegra de Fontaine to track Hawkeye down, citing him as Natasha Romanoff's killer. Development on a spinoff of Hawkeye is currently in development, centered on Echo for Disney+. Plus. Now, with just two months remaining in the series' arrival, Renner took to his Instagram story to reveal that the first Hawkeye trailer is set to premiere today. No exact timing was given for the trailer's arrival, but Rainer paired the announcement with a look at the title card for the series, which features Chris's background. So there you go. Well, just to kind of make a, a small correction, the trailer's already out. Um, you can view it whenever you guys get a chance. I already saw it. I already saw it on, on YouTube. So it's out now. Oh, so it's already out. Okay, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it right now, actually. Yeah. So, so first screen ran, it is out. Yeah, it's, it's out now. So, I mean, eh, I'll watch it just because I have to. That's fine. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sure, uh, you know, E, you'll be excited to talk about it on the show. Okay. Of course. I'll watch it. I will. Of course, man. I will entertain you know. I'm I'm going to watch every MCU show. With the objective eye and being totally unbiased, because I don't want to really? go in there. Really, oh, Mr. Bangles, Mr. Bangles fan, you. <laughs> hey, I'm. Uh, hey, I'm just saying, man. Look, I love my Bangles, man, all day and all, all day and all night. You know what I'm saying? For all my life, I love the Bangles. That's it. But I, I will say, with Marvel MCU shows, I'm gonna look at that with unbiased situation or unbiased look because of. I don't want to go in there or whatever the preconceived notion of how the show is going to be. I don't want to go in there saying this show is going to suck before I even watch it. Or I don't like this character before I even watch it because you might miss out on how good the show really is. You know, listen, I stand by what I said before. I never thought Hawkeye was important enough to get his own show. That's just my opinion. That's how I feel. But since he has a show, you know, we're going to watch it and, you know, we'll dissect it and everything. But I just never thought Hawkeye was so important that he needed his own show compared to, you know, the Moon Knights, the Scarlet Witches, you know, Loki's, you know, I just I just never thought I never thought Hawkeye was in that class. That's all. That's all. And I stand. No, by I mean, it. I stand. By I it. mean, but you agree with Falcon Winter Soldier, right? I mean, in theory, I mean, we the, have gone. We could have gone without seeing it. I mean, the winter in theory, <sighs> but we didn't realize how great this show was going to be, and it was phenomenally good. I Same mean, thing could be said about this Hawkeye show. I mean, I, I think Falcon is more important than Hawkeye. My, I, mean, I, I get it, but remember, Hawkeye was the leader of the Avengers West Coast. Yeah, that's in the comics. I'm not talking. That's about in the that. comics, and like, can that be a can that be a precursor to th of things to come? You know what I'm saying? Like, this man is an assassin. <laughs> is an assassin. He used to run circles with Black Widow, with I Natasha. Mean, I mean, again, I just I'm not saying he, I'm not, I'm not saying he's a bad character. I yeah. just think you know, given given the current MCU, not the comics, not anything else, but given the current MCU right now where it stands. I never really thought Hawkeye was important enough to get his own show, his own thing. That's all. True. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but he has the show. It's coming November 24th. We'll stream it. We'll watch it. And then we'll give our take on, you know, when that happens. But, you know, I mean, we'll see. The The trailer looks all right. Um, you know, I'm not sure really what they're going to go over like what's going to be done and how it connects to the MCU overall. But if they do end up making the West Coast Avengers thing, I mean, I guess that could be something. I don't know. I don't know. That can be something. I don't think that's going to happen, but I mean, that can definitely be something along the way. And, and yo, by the way, I did see Shang-Chi Legend of the Ten Rings uh, this past Friday. What'd you think? Uh, God damn beautiful. It was, it was, it was, a, it was a gorgeous film. It was a gorgeous film, man. I mean, obviously there was some like uh, some Disney elements in it. 
and I, I caught that, those little small little snippets. But overall, great movie, though. Great movie. And there's also been taught that those 10 rings should be taken as seriously as uh, Thanos. Oh, with the, this, uh, with the stones or, or just what do you mean? I won't really say the stones, but like, you know how Thanos was a serious threat? Like the 10 rings should... Ten rings as a character themselves should be taken as seriously. Oh, you, you mean the, the organization, the uh, the the, uh, the group? Yeah, well, I wouldn't say the group. No, no, no. The actual rings, the rings itself. Oh, the rings themselves. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was saying that there was people saying that they, those rings should be taken as seriously as Thanos as a character, as far as who's possessing it. So, I mean. We see where it goes because obviously he's going to. Okay, so this movie been out for two weeks. All right, so spoiler alert. So I, you know, we waited a minute. You know, we're not going to dive deep into it, but one of the, you can considering what happened at the end of it or with the one of the post credit scenes, you can see um, where he will be an Avenger, like clearly. You know the people that the people they met. Not, and Alkafina was hilarious, and uh, she was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, the Avengers they need new new blood because you already had some people die. You know, people some you no know, people left. So, well, right now it's shaping up to be good, man. Okay, let's th- look at the, look at the tape here. Look at the roster. You got Captain Marvel. You have Hulk. You got Shang Chi. Eventually, you're going to have Kate Bishop as a new Hawkeye. You're going to have Falcon, Winter Soldier. So right now, those are your new Avengers. War as Machine. of right now, War Machine should be there. Should be around. And War Machine, right? And War Machine. We'll see. We'll see. You know, again with the with Black Panther, we don't know what the plot is. I don't know if Shuri's going to take it. Um, to, you know, take over that. Um, and of course, there's Ironheart. You know, how does yeah. she? How does she fit in all of this? You know, I don't. I don't. And then, and then She-Hulk still got. Oh She-Hulk. yeah, and, and Spider-Man. I'm sorry, Spider-Man, Spider-Man. Uh, I'm forgetting about my man. Spider-Man, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel. You know, so Moon Knight. I doubt it. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they'll introduce a new Iron Fist and Shang Chi too. People are are speculating that this might be a new. Starting point for Iron Fist. It could be a possibility. We we see what happened with uh, we see what happened with Doctor Strange, man, because you got a lot of shit to fix. Yeah, I forgot about Strange, and I forgot about Scarlet Witch, and of course, I mean, it's it's a lot. And then um, what's her face? Uh, fo- uh <laughs> photon. Oh, photon. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, she might. Hopefully she'll stick around. You know what I'm saying? So I think uh, she's going to be involved in Captain Marvel. Oh, she is. She is. Yeah, she's going to be involved with that. Her and Miss Marvel are going to be in that movie, which should be interesting. That should be interesting. You know. So I mean, we'll see. Because that relationship ain't really, ain't really too hot right now. That's what I'm saying. And then our heart's going to be in the new Black Panther. So we'll see how. I guess they're going to introduce characters in the movies now, and then give them their own show. So yeah. You know, man, I'm gonna be honest with you. Um, like MCU is in good hands, man. I mean, yeah, you miss those characters, Iron Man, Captain America. Obviously, that's that's pretty glaring. But looking at these new characters developing and coming out, it's not so bad, honestly. I mean, it's great, matter of fact. So now you just got a new stock of heroes, and now you you developing a new Avengers, and it should be that way. Honestly, it should be that we now give you more characters to be attached to. Now, now I don't think all of them are going to join the Avengers, obviously, but you know, like I think Ironheart probably going to be in it to a certain degree. Oh, she's going to be having she's going to have ties with Wakanda, obviously. Um, Moon Knight is more of a standalone type character. I think She Hulk is going to be kind of like a standalone type person too, because she's a lawyer, if I'm not mistaken. Um. I mean, she might be the one that kind of like chime in to whenever stuff is going on. Or, again, they might be a precursor to Secret Wars. I mean, they're already talking about Secret Invasion, right? So, um, and they're talking about making the next big 
thing to be more cosmic and and less uh earthy. So you're going to see journeys into space at this point. And as far as like a new Avengers movie coming, I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I think they're just building the Marvel Universe as what it is. And I think what's going to end up happening in the future, and I could be wrong, is that with these Marvel movies going forward, you're going to have special guest appearances, you know, from other characters, you know, or whatever the case may be. Basically, like a comic book, because usually in comic books, sometimes you got special guests show up, right? And you know, or special heroes show up to aid into a fight with somebody. And I think that's what's going to happen. But I think the next big group thing is going to be the you know the Sinister Six type deal. I think that's what they're working towards now. Well, but we'll you, see. Well, let me ask you this: Do you think they'll introduce Avengers before or after Fantastic Four and X Men? Uh, probably after. I think Fantastic Four is coming first. And I, I, I think X-Men is coming first, too. That's my theory. That's my guess. That's my guess. I think the the attention that X-Men is getting, especially in the comic books, this going to be something that comes before the Avengers. Because we already seen the Avengers. So we can... Once they put once they put Fantastic Four out, which I have absolutely no doubt in my mind that Fantastic Four is going to do great, phenomenally well, way better than any other Fantastic Four movie before it, oh, and, no which question. ain't hard. No question, no question, no question. So it's going to deliver, and but the X Men might... because once you bring in the X Men, because like you said, they're going to introduce. I get what well, not introduce, but they're they're going to go more cosmic. Yeah, you know X Men. You know again, and we we've already talked about it. There's a lot of cosmic elements within X Men. You know, yeah. the Phoenix, given the Shi'ar Empire. You know, it's it's. I it, to me, I find it difficult to craft all of this to make it make sense because it's it's, it's a lot. It's a lot right. you can do. It's it's really a lot no no that, that you can do. You know, so it, it's a it's a matter of okay, what do we want to do first? You know, gotcha. what I'm saying? maybe maybe they should do Avengers and then do X Men. Ah, uh, yeah, mm. that that might be the best route for them to do. Bring in Fantastic Four, do Avengers, and then bring in the X Men because the X Men that's a whole nother shitload of characters. E. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's it's it, it can easily be done, and here's why I can say that: like, unless you can introduce the first gen X Men with you know Angel, Beast, Cyclops, Gene, and you can do that. Un unless, e, unless if you're gonna if you're gonna do this multiverse thing, now might be the time to make those introductions. Now, well, but they already said like. X-Men is like on the back burner for now. But they said that like last year sometime. Well, well no, I would What's... say I would say bring in bring in certain characters now. Oh, oh, oh. oh. Which you know what's funny is though, I, I think that's where the introduction is coming in with the Eternals. That's why I'm kind of interested in this. Like what 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 is this what is this about? What what are the Eternals? And you might get that introduction of mutants because the Eternals been around since the beginning. You know what I'm saying? So, but they was told not to interfere. But I feel like there's going to be some intermingling going on you know, throughout the generation and, the, and mutants is kind of like in hiding or whatever uh, whatever the case may be. But yes, where Rachel actually agrees with you, Thanos, is like the multiverse, this may be a good introduction to what's going on. And this a this could easily be a perfect set. <laughs> it used to be a perfect segue into the introduction of mutants. But I, I but honestly, I, I mean, want Fantastic Four before X Men. Honestly, I mean you you could connect the Eternals, the Celestials with with the mutants. You you could do that if that's the route they they wanted to take. Right. I mean I don't know if that was the case in the comics. I, I think those are two separate things, E. I, I, I could be. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. But if you want to do it this way, 
I mean, you can either A, bring him in through the multiverse or, like you said, E, do the Eternals angle. You know, I mean, we all know the MCU is not like the comics. There are certain liberties that they take, you know, that is, is you know, it's not the same. So right. you can do what you want in the movie realm. You can, you know, so I don't think people will put up that much of a fuss, especially casual viewers. You know, I don't think they will. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be mad at it. I wouldn't be mad at it. You know what I'm saying? So Mm-mm. I don't know. Yeah, just give me Fantastic Four first, man. I, I can, I can, I can hold off on X Men a little bit longer, long as you give me Fantastic Four. No, it's it's coming, and and I think Reed Richards, I think he may end up being the new Tony, as far as the the leader of things. Yeah, I mean he's smarter than Tony. Yeah, so people go to Reed for shit, man. Like Wolverine goes to Reed for stuff, like exactly. like exactly. You know, Reed is Reed is. I mean. Tony, like as far as list of geniuses out there, you know, you know, you got Tony, which is you know mechanics and stuff like that. You got yeah. Reed, you got Shuri, got Shuri, Bruce, Bruce. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you honestly, you could you could tag Peter Parker in it too because he's a scientist in his own right. So, I mean, uh, it, respectfully, it just, it just sucks we can't have Tony and Reed together in the same no. movie. I mean, that'll be dope unless they do the multiverse angle, but that might piss people off. You know what I'm saying? I don't Man, know. Man, I'm, I'm upset that Shuri and Tony never met. That would be, I just wanted them to just share a screen with each other. Just like if they was working on something together and Shuri kind of like shows Tony up on something and, you know, Tony with his, you know, he's witty. So he might say something that, you know, j- just for um, fan service, basically. Just, just fan service stuff. I mean, you'll probably see Reed and Shuri get together. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that'll also be interesting. Like, that'll like you'll, you'll probably see the, the the Fantastic Four in Wakanda, probably. You know, you know. But again, E is is too much. The the MCU is too big. It's too many characters. You're going to need the movies, and you're going to need you, you need the the TV shows as well. So you may see an increase in TV shows coming in the next few years. Yeah. Right? You may, because it's a lot. And plus, you know, we still got, hey, what's up with Luke Cage? What's up with Jessica Jones? You know, Iron Fist, you know, Daredevil. What's Punisher. up with, the, you know, Punisher? What's up with the Inhumans? We can't forget them, E. We can't just forget the Inhumans. That show was trash, man. I ain't got a lot to you, bro. The show was trash, E, but the characters, it's a lot to tell with them also. You know yeah. that. Yeah, 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 no doubt. So, no doubt. I mean, honestly, uh, the Inhumans can be intermingled with the Fantastic Four. <laughs> now, those of you that do not know, there is a Fantastic Four animated series that came out in the 90s. Feel free to go check that out. Also, there is an Iron Man sin- series that came out in the 90s, as well as the Incredible Hulk's animated series. You can find all of those on Disney+. Plus. FYI. Just, you know, stick around. Check that out. Which I might just go back and watch Fantastic Four. Now that I think about it, but because I, I'm actually excited about, you know, the new issue for coming out in October. But hey, that's neither here or there. Just go ahead and check out the September issue, man. But Thanos, Rick, I know this is our show for today on this fantastic Monday. And look, we'll be back. All right, we'll be back on Thursday. Understand? Back on Thursday, and then so today and Thursday is our shows for the week. Just the FYI, because I'm, I'm going to be out of town again for the, for the weekend. So we're only going to be missing one day in theory, and that's like Friday. But and um, just let y'all get let y'all know ahead of time. And I will be streaming tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern time. And what I will be streaming is Fire Pro Wrestling, one of the best wrestling video games that ever came out, man. Now, there are different versions of Fire Pro Wrestling. There's Fire Pro Wrestling for the Dreamcast, which I played that last week. And there's Fire Pro Wrestling Returns, which a lot of people have said is probably the best Fire Pro Wrestling game out. I'm not 100% sure on that because Fire Pro Wrestling World is out for Steam and on PlayStation. So, um, Thanos Ray actually joined me uh, last week, but I will be streaming tonight at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Feel free to join the Orange Phoenix Geek Corner on Facebook. Just type that in, all separate words. And also give us a follow at Orange Phoenix Media, as well as Orange Phoenix Tees. Man, I got some pictures from guys and gals that actually sent me some pictures of the stuff that they ordered, and they are 
thoroughly enjoying their uh, gear. So, got anything else for the listeners out there, Thanos Rick? Hey, don't forget to get that new issue of the Orange Phoenix Magazine, Patreon. Yes, yes sir. You know, the cover, cover is dope. Got some great stories. You know, as E mentioned earlier, guest writers, the, the, the thickest issue yet, you know. So, go ahead Indeed. and grab that. So, that's it, man. That's all, that's all I got. Yep. And yo, we'll see you at 7 p.m. Eastern Time on Twitch. Go to twitch.tv forward slash Orange Phoenix TV to give us a follow, and you will be notified every time that we go live. Oh, oh, E, E, E. Hold on. Rachel asks, when's the next movie night? When's the next movie night? Yes, I will be announcing that very, very soon. Um, I probably will be announcing that tonight, between tonight and tomorrow, as far as the next movie night, because Who Framed Roger Rabbit is the first movie of the week. All right? So... If that's not all, man, we will see you at 7 p.m. each time. Till next time, peace. <laughs>